Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetti here and Susan Davis with Jesus 24-7. And today we're going to continue with our End Times News Report Week in Review. Susan, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me back. So happy to be here. And for anybody who just came on our video for the first time, what we do here every week is review international headlines that line up with Bible prophecy. Now, this is not something that you're going to get from other news sources. We're here to not just look at these headlines that match up with the the scripture, but we discuss them. And this week, we're going to cover a lot of headlines, and we may talk about some of these more deeply, but we just ask that you follow along. Every week, we spend about an hour talking about what's going on around the world and that, you know, goes along with the Bible prophecy, and we try to get you up to speed. We do for you in one hour what it would normally take you a lot more time to figure out if you were to do this research on your own, right, Dina? That's right. Everything, you know, from droughts to floods to world wars is right here on this show in this one hour. Right. And we cover a lot of bases. We talk about crime. We talk about men's hearts waxing cold. We talk about disasters. Earthquakes. Earthquakes, landslides. Volcanoes. Droughts. (laughs) We cover the bases and we, you know, we try to focus in as much as possible on how the Bible says it will be in these last days, which we are in for sure. So, well, without anything more to say on that, I think we'll go ahead and get started because we've got a lot of ground to cover right out of the gate. This is just horrible. They found a burned body of an unborn baby at a massive homeless encampment. And that's just, you know, horrible. Oh, yeah. The headlines are just exactly like that. Here's another one. India may consider one child policy that could result in infanticide and forced abortions. What do you think of that headline, Dina? That's just that's like depopulation right there. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they and it kind of reminds me of what China did. China had a one child policy for a long time. Right, and that didn't work well for them because what happened was they ended up aborting the girls' babies, you know, thinking they wanted the boys to carry on their names. And what they ended up with was a lopsided population of males, you know, and that doesn't work, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know, when these people come up with these ideas, they're not using their heads, you know, they're not thinking. Something isn't working for them, you know, <laughs> so it's pretty basic stuff, okay, but we won't talk about that any further, but let's take a look at this next headline. Canadian man claims hospital is pressuring him to choose assisted suicide. Now, if you've been following along on our past broadcast, you will know that we have been covering the Canadian Euthanasia Program that their government is really promoting. They've even come out and literally said that the cost will be greater to help to assist in suicide, but in the long run, the cost, the expenses of losing that individual to society will be much greater reduced. I mean, can you believe they say such things, Dina? It's evil. It's just pure wickedness. So... 
this guy in Canada, he has said, his name's Roger Foley, and he says, nurses here told me that I should end my life. And he says, the New York Post journalist Michael Kaplan recently wrote an in-depth article concerning Roger Foley, a Canadian man who claims he was pushed to ask for an assisted death while being denied the care that he needed to live. So this New York Post journalist reported on the Foley case, writing that Foley stated he was told to end his life due to ever-increasing health care bills. I've been pressured to do an assisted suicide, Foley told the New York Post, alleging this happened with caretakers at Victoria Hospital, a primarily government-funded center in London, Ontario. They asked if I want an assisted death. I don't. I was told that I would be charged $1,800 per day for hospital care. I have $2 million worth of bills. Nurses here told me that I should end my life, and that shocked me. Foley's claims to the Post echo his allegations in a lawsuit filed against Victoria Hospital Health Services Center, among others, in which he claims that health care workers have pushed him to end his life. Okay, I am sorry, but that is just unthinkable. They're supposed to be there to help him get better, and they're telling him to end his life. I know. Just just incredible. Well, let's continue on and look at some new stuff here. We've got a headline that is really disturbing, but lines up with the, the Bible. Climate activists smash 10 climate commandment tablets on Mount Sinai. And so... It goes on to talk about how uh, on Mount Sinai this past week, half a dozen climate activists gathered to adorn their cause with religious overtones. They chose the site based on its proximity to the COP27, a global climate summit now underway at Sinai Coastal Resort, Sharm El Sheikha. But once chosen, they couldn't resist conscious parallels to Moses receiving the Old Covenant. Organizer Yosef Abramowitz, a solar energy CEO who stands to profit from a global commitment to green energy, was convinced he had received a heavenly sign to proceed with the climate covenant, the Ten Climate Commandments. Participants took turns reading out the commandments, or rather principles, more like guidelines than actual rules, before Abramowitz smashed two stone tablets on the ground in a clear imitation of the prophet Moses. So they're mocking him now. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's just unthinkable. Yeah, this is a clear and loud mockery of God. There's no question. Just continuing to have the world mock God. Well, there will be a price to be paid and is already, you know, we see it's being paid with all the events going on around the world continues to be shocking every day there's new shocking things going on and i think un wants to try israel and international court for illegally occupying palestine and you know this is ongoing but the un passed a resolution to try israel in the international criminal court for the crime of illegally occupying the palestinian territories last week but at least one expert in international law refutes the charges explaining that not only is there no illegal occupation and israel has the right to annex judea and samaria the united states general assembly's special political and decolonization committee voted 98 to 17 in favor of a draft resolution calling on the international courts of justice to render an opinion on Israel's occupation of Palestinian territories 
on the grounds that it constituted de facto annexation. The resolution specified that Jerusalem is also included in the judgment while at the same time ignoring its historic and religious connection to the Jewish people. The Temple Mount, the site of both Jewish temples, is referred to solely by its Muslim name of Al-Haram Al-Sharif. Okay, so that's, you know, that's that. That's unreal, right? This is not going to go over well with God, right? No, no, it's not. (laughs) Jerusalem is his. That's, his name is on Jerusalem. And, you know, I find it interesting to know the countries that voted for this, and one of which is Ukraine. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because, well, Ukraine has a beef with Israel because Israel doesn't want to send them, uh, you know, military arms, you know, to fight Russia. And Russia, I believe, has warned Israel not to do that. So Israel kind of compromised in a way. They sent them <laughs> not not like real arms, but they did send Ukraine something. But, you know... Here, this guy is asking for Israel's help, but at the same time, he voted with Iran and Russia, in this particular case, against Israel. So, Mm -hmm. Russia, who is bombing them, the Ukrainian president voted with them against Israel. just doesn't make any sense. Well, we call that double-mindedness, okay? (laughs) There you go. There you go. And it's not the Ukrainian people. It's not the Ukrainian people, it's this leader. Well, you know, the Bible says in the last days that Israel will be a cup of trembling to the whole world. We can see that for sure. You know, God says, touch not my anointed, and he gives the whole world for everyone to populate. But he says, don't touch this you know, piece of land right here, which is approximately the size of New- the state of New Jersey. Okay, so it's not like he's a big, you know, a land grabbing God. He's he's got this New Jersey size, you know, state of Israel and says, you know, don't touch these people. Don't touch this land. And just like a kid, you tell them, no, you can't put your hand in the cookie jar. They what are they going to do? They go right for the cookie jar. Right. And (laughs) I mean, I'm putting this in simple terms as possible. It's like. And, and so once again, Israel on a regular basis makes, you know, the news. I mean, we don't hear about, you know, you don't wake up every day going, what's what's going on in Tanzania? You know, <laughs> it's always Israel. Well, why? You know, I, just a side note, my son came to me when he was a little kid and he goes, what's the deal with Israel? <laughs> and I go, well, here's the deal. The world, the evil world feels that if they can destroy this Israel, then they can, you know, wipe out this God and and the commandments and they can sin and do whatever they want guilt free. So it's really more of a, you know, attempt to erase God from the books of history. And that's the goal. And that's why the enemy is involved in it. You know, it's we see it. It's Bible prophecy coming to pass. These are all headlines that are straight out of the Bible. It's, you know, at this point, I would say, get your house in order and get ready because we're really closing in on the return of Jesus. It's, it's just so apparent. Right at the um, door, right at the door. Yeah. So let's take a look at this next headline. 
In Seoul, South Korea, North Korea launched a short-range ballistic missile toward its eastern waters Thursday, hours after the North threatened to launch fiercer military responses to the U.S. bolstering its security commitment to its allies, South Korea and Japan. So what's going on is North Korea is now, you know, shooting off missiles, and these are, in fact... ICBMs, right? They're fully capable. But here's the interesting thing. They now have been launching missiles that, you know, we they know now, people know that not only could they hit Japan and do damage, they could actually hit United States coasts at this point. And so NATO and others have been going into emergency meetings over this. And I want to note something very interesting about Kim Jong-un, who is the dictator over North Korea. That whole country and everything is sort of a mystery. We don't always know what's going on in that country because they keep themselves very, you know, secluded. He's got his people shut down. But there was an interesting thing this week to note. For the first time, we actually saw him parade his daughter around for the media to view as he was taking her around to sites where they were inspecting these intercontinental ballistic missiles, okay? And, you know, they were observing them being shot off. And uh, this is a big deal because Kim Jong-un is very private and people, they don't even know anything about his children. They have not seen pictures of his children. I would guess this daughter to be about 12 and this is like the first time they've seen this child, the world. So he's brought her out into the open, and he's saying that this whole launching of missiles is for the children, the sake of the children, is what he's saying. Oh so, boy. Hey, yeah, take that for what you will. I think he's psychotic, but demon-possessed for sure. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> This is not a good look. And he says that if anybody even comes close to messing with him, he is not afraid to use these missiles. And I would kind of, you know, like somebody who's threatening suicide, I would kind of take that seriously. What do you think, Dina? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think he has, you know, uh, China and Russia behind him. And I think Iran, too. Like... I believe that Biden, when he went to the G20 summit, was asking China to rein in North Korea for them. And, you know, the way our relationship is with China right now, you know, because in the past, China was able to do that. You know, he would uh-huh. he was able to get North Korea to calm down, the president over there. But I don't think that's going to happen this time. Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to happen. I think North Korea is going to do what North Korea does, Kim Jong-un and I think he's serious. I think if we put him in a corner, you know, he will react. And I don't think he's going to so much react to South Korea or Japan. I think it's the U.S. He hates the U.S. because we go over there. We have these, you know, exercises, these war drills. And he thinks that, you know, we're planning an invasion against him against his country mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. which isn't the case they want to protect themselves south korea and japan want to be protected against this tyrant right <laughs> and his ballistic well, missiles <laughs> right you have to understand that like xi in china and kim jong-un in north korea and putin in russia 
who are dictator type leaders are paranoid. I mean, just by nature. And they're very dangerous because of their paranoia. And so this is the kind of thing that happens. I mean, paranoid dictator type leaders that control ICBMs. I mean, this is not a good look, you know. (laughs) But okay, so it's an ongoing thing. But again, this is all Bible prophecy. The Bible talks about something called sudden destruction. And we did a whole video on sudden destruction. I recommend you go back and watch that. But I mean, we include that nuclear is definitely going to be, we believe in the Bible, evidenced by the Bible itself in scripture, that that will be one of the things that could possibly potentially be sudden destruction, among other things. But go check out that video. Let's move on. I mean, we could we could spend the whole time talking about this topic. Oh, yeah. A lot of topics, but we want to keep moving. So the New South Wales State Emergency Service says record flooding in Conda Bolin in the state's central west is inundating homes never thought to be at risk while the flood upstream at Forbes in Australia is thought to have peaked. And so the Lachlan River is sitting at a high of 7.41 meters in Condobolan, and that's well above the 1952 record of 7.37, with warnings it could reach 7.6. So, I mean, this is major, major flooding. And, you know, I think we have shown over and over through our program that nowadays we're talking about drought or flood. It's either we're in a drought or we're in a flood. It's kind of, you know. Yes. And for the planet to be having such tremendous drought and flood simultaneously can only be an act of God. I mean, if it were an act of nature, it would be all or one, right, Dina? Yes, yes. The combination, it just just is indicative of the fact that this is judgment from God and that, you know, this is the Bible coming to pass. And so here's some more activity. There was a large rock slide that hit Stone Quarry in Mizoram, India. And also floods and landslides claim four lives in Democratic Republic of Congo. So if you want more information about a lot of this kind of activity, head on over to Facebook, where we have pages dedicated to these topics, End Times Floods and End Times Landslides. And just put that in the search engine, and boy, you will see the pictures. You will be amazed. If you weren't aware this is going on, go over there and get educated. Because this is happening, and it's clearly indicative of a soon-coming Lord Jesus. And that's kind of what we're looking at right now in these programs we do every week, is how we are in the end times birth pains events leading up to the removal of the church, which then kicks off tribulation. Right, Dina? That's right. Okay, well, let's take a look. Here's another disturbing headline. Banking giants and New York Fed start a 12-week digital dollar pilot. The global banking giants are starting a 12-week digital dollar pilot with the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, the participants announced. And some of these groups include, maybe you've heard these names before, Citigroup, Inc., HSBC Holdings, MasterCard, Inc., Wells Fargo are among financial companies participating in an experiment alongside the New York Fed's Innovation 
center. So that is clearly an end time event. They're heading towards a cashless society. We know in the Bible, in the last days, post-rapture, they're going to throw their money in the streets, right, Dina? That's right. It'll be useless. Yeah. And so to see this going on, it's so incredible. This is just more evidence that we're coming into the closing moments of the end of the church age. Okay, that's what I would call it. This also happened in India, Dina. They reported that they're doing the same kind of experimentations alongside all the preparations. RBI has now reported picking five banks to work on the project a retail project of central bank digital currency, and that's taking place in India, and it's a, it's a retail CBDC pilot, they call it, but it's all the same kind of thing. So, you know, wow, we're really, and you know, India, it's interesting because India is a massively populated country, so, you know, we're seeing all kinds of things like that, but let's continue on. We've, we've got tragic headlines we've got all sorts of headlines that coincide with scripture here's one shocking a top doctor took his own life just hours after cooking dinner for his three children you just can't even fathom something like that and people are saying they didn't see that coming i mean wow just tragedy upon tragedy here's another headline teen escapes a north las vegas home after being locked in her room for a year police say the mother and grandmother kept this teen locked away and she finally escaped isn't that what's wrong with these people we well i (laughs) demon possession but we're hearing about this more often we're hearing about these parents that are entrapping their children oh it's it's horrendous there's so much of this going on it's yeah uh, to me it's it is strictly demon possession and that's what i would call it let's see in australia they have a a dam that's gushing and prompting flood warnings and boy the clips that we've watched the water is just huge on that in australia also a famed miami beach hotel imploded after suffering damage in the hurricane, they had to tear down a Miami Beach hotel from hurricane damage. And a train derailed in a flooded region of Australia. Again, just all kinds of things going on each week. This, the things we're talking about happened within this past week, okay? <laughs> I want to reiterate, I mean, that all that we're talking about happened in within the span of one week, okay? I just want to think make it clear (laughs) that this is unbelievable okay (laughs) oh wow okay here's something very interesting there's a new science report out that the honeybee lifespan is getting shorter that's a problem that's a problem that's a huge problem it's a the lifespan of the honeybees are now cut back by 50 percent they're saying wow that's huge that's huge, and that's not good. I don't know if people know this about honeybees, but they're absolutely critical to agriculture and just about everything you can think of having to do with existing life on Earth. You know what? There is absolutely no human way to reproduce the activity of the honeybee and how the honeybees go out and, you know, stimulate growth in through taking pollen around and everything. And a lot of people don't know this, Dina, but now people who work in this area would know, but do you know that a lot of people think of honeybees as producing honey and, and, you know, when they 
they go to the store and they get jars of honey and they think that's kind of what the honeybees are doing. That's not even close to what honeybees do for us. There are people who they rent, they lease honeybees to agricultural centers. They bring their honeybees in for a price and allow them to work in areas where they have, you know, a lot of industrial agriculture. The honeybees work really hard and they, you know, they help with plant life. This is the fact that the bees are dying all over the place. And we've reported on that before in our end times mass animal deaths page on Facebook. You can go over there and check that out. We've talked about that the honeybees are dying off and this is a very serious thing and they don't know what it is they've been researching trying to figure it out they have different theories and like one theory is that it's from these towers you know like these 5g towers and are throwing off honeybees radar systems Mm -hmm. another thing is the agriculture itself all the chemicals that are sprayed about they think that may be a, a thing and then they found out that there might be parasites (laughs) the microscopic parasites attacking the honeybees. But all the same, it is an end time sign. That's what it is. This is judgment coming from above. I mean, what do you think, Dina? Oh, absolutely. We need our bees. Mm -hmm. We need our bees. You know, there are some critters that, you know, like bees, people don't understand how important they are to our survival you know, into plant life too. Definitely judgment. And it's a precursor to uh, the Revelation horsemen of famine that we see in the book of Revelation. Exactly right. Exactly right. Right. Okay. Well, here's an interesting headline. NATO allies wake up to Russia supremacy in the Arctic. Now we've talked about in the recent past how Russia is creating allies in South America and moving into some of the American enemies down in South America to kind of get maybe a land base of action. But now we've seen Russia has really moved up to the Arctic to kind of take over. I saw this coming, Susan. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they're really kind of dominating up there. And I don't have the detail here, but I'll just tell you, I just read a headline that they've got a massive ship. It's an ice-breaking ship that they, they're they bringing out. It's brand-new thing, brand-new ship, really breaks ice, and that's they're going to be using that to move further into control of the Arctic. So this is very interesting, something to watch. This will be... I believe another South China Sea issue. Russia has slowly been going, you know, uh, building up, you know, military there. Their people are there. This has slowly been happening the last couple of years. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, it's definite, definite. It, it'll, yeah, it'll be another South China Sea, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to mention this headline and for a reason. It's a Marshall University student is in prison for rape, his victims reveal how the school failed to them. So this guy was a serial rapist, and he was a student. You know, the female students were going to the school for help, and they were being met with closed doors and closed ears. And I just have to say that this is common. This is very common for religious organizations and for institutions of education to look 
the other way because they would rather sacrifice the students than their reputation. Okay, this is very common, and and we're seeing it in religious. I say religious institutions, and I'm not classifying any particular group because it's all across the board. Okay, I mean we're equal opportunity here. <laughs> Let me talk about this. Everybody's at it, and you know everything from private Christian schools to Christian colleges and secular universities, you name it. Cover-up is their game. I mean, when the female students go in there and they have been attacked in some form or another, and, you know, there's males that get attacked and things of that nature happen. But when these things happen, I have to say, the institutions are not saying, come on in, we're going to get the news department down here and we're going to get on on the grid, you know. It's not going to happen. It's just not. And, you know, they care more about, you know, their reputations with the public than they do to help these poor students. And it's it's just horrendous. And you know what? There's a day of reckoning coming for this kind of behavior. And it's it's coming fast, you know? So That's right. But anyway, we we move on. Okay, here's an interesting headline. At the G20 meeting in Indonesia, which you heard was happening on Monday, President Joe Biden met with the leader of the Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping. But while Biden focused on climate change, the Chinese have been cloaking their preparations for war as a green energy push. So the headline here reads, China is preparing for war, not saving the planet. And I think that's true. I do. I think that they're ramping up for war, it looks like to me. They've been warning about this for the last couple of years, and especially this year. They've Uh been talking a lot about preparing for war. So, you know, the United States better get their ducks in a row because it's going to happen. Unfortunately, it's going to happen. He's watching... Ukraine, as I said in other shows, he's watching Ukraine to see how the United States reacts to Russia, and Mm -hmm. he's going to go in there and take Taiwan. It's going to happen. Right, right. And for anybody who isn't up to speed on what's going on with the G20, that is typically world leaders coming together for discussions. But this year, among those world leaders was Bill Gates and of his own organization representing himself and also klaus schwab representing the world economic forum and what do those two guys have in common they're interested in moving towards a one world government and so don't you think that's interesting that they're in on the g20 meeting when they're not really leaders of any country yeah that's they don't belong there well i don't know (laughs) they think they do so i you know it's like a bad B movie come to life. You know, that's what I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say it, but that's, you know. Okay, so let's take a look at our next one. They're saying that there was a mega 5.3 earthquake and a series of aftershocks hitting western Texas. We've got another sad headline. A new tick-borne disease is killing cattle in the U.S., and that can be classified as pestilence. The Bible talks about that. So we see that. Well, this headline is tragic. Mother pays tribute to beautiful daughter who died after taking ecstasy at a sleepover. 
So another drug-induced tragic death in, you know, a young person. And boy, this is, All right, well, I don't want to spend too much time on this next topic, but I'm going to mention it because everybody else is talking about it, and it's just the tragedy of this week. There were roommates that were home in their college house. It wasn't a college dorm. It was a house on campus in Moscow, Idaho, and four University of Idaho students were stabbed to death in this home. And I assume you've heard about this, Dina. Yeah, that's something like at a Friday the 13th, you know, that's a horrendous thing that happened. And I saw videos of these young adults and they were so Mm -hmm. full of life and Mm -hmm. not a care in the world, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and they still don't know who the killer is. They still don't know. Yeah. And it's a very perplexing case. I'll just touch on some things about it that are perplexing is there were four they were stabbed multiple times they say they were stabbed in their beds asleep three were roommates i think or living there and their fourth was a guy three were girls and there was a guy that was the boyfriend to one of the girls that died and he died also they were stabbed multiple times according to the police detectives they've got over 100 detectives involved in this case now. It looks like it was a military-style knife. And yes, the assailant is still on the loose somewhere, and this is causing a lot of problems for the students in that university are very upset, and they, as they should be, right? <laughs> and, I mean, this is just really strange. They say that the four of them were out two each doing different things one pair was at a sports bar and the other pair was at like a food truck or something and they all came home the last ones came in about 1 30 locked the place down went to bed and were murdered sometime early in the morning and then the police never got the 911 call until noon the next day and it came from a phone of two other roommates that were also in the house at the same time the the murder went on and they survived and the dog okay right they didn't he didn't kill the dog or she or whoever which is interesting because the dog would have barked you would think the dog either knew them knew Mm -hmm. the person I don't know. I was reading comments on one of the news sites, and this was could have been a professional hit job. Well, there's plenty about it that's very peculiar. For one thing, there wasn't a lot of break-in tampering because they had some kind of a box on the door for a code. So it doesn't look like the place was broken into. It looks like maybe they knew their assailant. A couple of them tried to fight him off and had bruising, and there was blood all over the place. Okay, I find that very strange. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I I find it very strange that the two roommates... Okay, the call came from one of the roommates, supposedly. This is all supposedly, right? But the call came from one of the roommates who survived phone, but the call was not made by one of those roommates. It says that they had other friends that came over... When they made the call, there were other people there when they contacted the police at the time they made the call. And they said, apparently, they said, 
Oh, I mean, they're not screaming, oh, we have a bunch of dead people here with blood everywhere. It was like, it looks like somebody's unconscious. Okay? I'm going, that's what? not. <laughs> yes. Okay? And that's what they say was on, on the call. But the call was not made by one of the two girls. And I don't know if we know who made that call at this point. So there's a whole lot of mystery to this. And it's really, it's just a tragic event. And I'm sure the community there wants badly to find, get answers. Somebody who analyzes these kind of cases said that the person could already be gone, long gone, the one they're looking for, and they can't find the weapon. They've, they've turned up, they're doing everything they can think of. They're doing all the right things. It sounds like they're asking for neighbors, you know, film from their door security Mm -hmm. cam, you know, and all kinds of things. They've looked through the trash for the weapon. And this is just really horrendous. And there was one thing that came out. It slipped out. I didn't hear it much after that. In the beginning, they said that one of these girls had a stalker several months ago. Yes, I heard that too. So, I mean, this just really has, you know, the people up in arms in that community. I don't blame them for being upset. Well, Um, what about the parents, you know, of these children? They send their kids off to school and... You know, they see a video of them, they're having a good time, they might have talked to them that day, and then they wake up to a phone call that their child is never going to come home. Yeah, this is really, truly tragic, and it's just another sign of the times. That's why we mention it here on the show. We're not going to go off on on trying to solve this one, but it's very peculiar. I'll put it that way. But anyway, it's definitely one to watch. I'm sure a lot of people will be watching this one. Interesting, though, there was a case just like it happened this past week. I think some women were stabbed to death in their home, and I'm not hearing much about that case compared to this one. These things are going on all over the place, Dina. It's just signs of the times. It's demonic. This is absolutely, you know, the Bible talks about demonic. Jesus talks a lot about that, and we're really witnessing it now more than ever, you know? Yes. As we should be, not because it's a good thing, but because as we grow closer to the coming of the Antichrist and the tribulation, it's only natural that the enemy is rising up and that we're going to see those kinds of things. Okay, so we got to keep moving. FBI director is very concerned by Chinese police stations in the United States. And so the United States is deeply concerned about the Chinese government setting up unauthorized police stations in the U.S. cities to possibly pursue influence operations, FBI director Christopher Wray told lawmakers on Thursday. So we've got that going on. Wait Uh, a minute. What is Chinese police doing in our country? Like, what are they doing in America? It says, Safeguard Defenders, a Europe-based human rights organization, published a report in September revealing the presence of dozens of Chinese police service stations in major cities around the world, including New York. And Republicans in Congress have requested answers from the Biden administration about their influence. I got to tell you, about 10 years ago, I had a discussion with a pastor who was connected to a Christian college in, I think it was Ann Arbor, Michigan, okay? Mm -hmm. And he said that there was a swap between the Christian professors of the Christian school and some Chinese professors. It was just this thing they were doing. And so the American students came to class, you know, 
fully ready to be taught by Chinese professors. It was all part of the plan. Well, this was 10 years ago. They were utterly shocked, and the parents of these kids were shocked when they discovered that these Chinese professors came in and had an inordinate amount of information on each of the students' private lives. Oh, wow. They had a boatload of details about each student's life and their comings and goings and their likes, interests, and details of their lives. And the parents were absolutely livid that their lives had been so, you know, researched. I I don't know else to put it, right? And the knowledge that these professors had of these students. So I just saw a clip recently that said that China spends more money on data collecting than they do their military efforts. And I think that's very interesting. I can believe that, yeah. And I don't think that, I don't think it's for altruistic purposes, but, you know, (laughs) I don't know. That's just, you know, what I think personally. But anyway, (laughs) so... You know, the fact that this is going on is not a big shocker to me, but it's also, it is shocking. It is upsetting, and it should be for everyone else. I just want to mention that. Okay, let's see. We had a breaking 6.9 magnitude earthquake hitting western Indonesia, and we had a 6.8 earthquake hitting southwest of Sumatra, Indonesia, and we had recently, I think it was a 5 point something it hit, I'm sorry, I don't have that detail, but it hit Indonesia and we had, so far I've heard, 162 dead and 700 injured. So it wasn't one of the larger earthquakes I've heard of recently, but it certainly was packed a punch. What do you know about that? Did you hear about that? I just heard it was very destructive. Right. You right. Know, it was just a very destructive earthquake, and they've had these in the past, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. but I also noticed that earthquakes, you know, are going up in numbers all around the world. Right, exactly. We're hearing um, a lot more about these giant earthquakes, you know, the sixes and the sevens. We just got this information about Indonesia, but we also just prior to this taping of this show, we got word that there was a seven point earthquake in Solomon Islands just now. And you heard of one too also. What was that, Dina? A 6.2 struck off the coast of Baja, California in Mexico. And that was today. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's sizable. That's definitely. Yeah. And shaking was felt in San Diego County. Wow. There you go. That's, that's a sizable hit. Definitely. Yeah. So we have a lot of earthquake activity. And when I say a lot, I mean, not just a lot, but large, large size earthquakes doing some damage and notable in size. Okay. Yes. This is end times prophecy coming together because earthquakes in diverse places. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Okay. I want to just kind of go back to the case I just mentioned with the four students, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the other case that happened the same week. Okay. Three women found stabbed to death in New York city home. So three women were found stabbed at a home in Queens, New York on Friday in what police are investigating as a triple homicide. Okay, so uh, that took place same week of this, you know, situation with um, 
the kids in Idaho. Interesting. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite hearing the same, you know, I'm not seeing as much about that case. I think that's kind of interesting. Okay, well, here's something a little concerning. UK hospital in lockdown, first suspected Ebola case being investigated in the United Kingdom. Potential Ebola cases being investigated in Colchester, England, after a patient who had recently traveled to Africa began showing symptoms of the deadly virus. Health officials temporarily closed part of Colchester Hospital as they worked to determine whether the patient has Ebola and if so, how he or she contracted it. So they're not saying a whole lot more, but the person was in the area. I, I assume Uganda, is that's where the outbreak is. They've now had, last I heard, 54 deaths in Uganda in a short period of time. That's a and lot that's of people. How, uh, Ebola is very bad. I'm sure they want to get a handle on that, like ASAP. Okay, here's another interesting headline. We recently talked about major amounts of abuse in the Catholic Church with the priests and, you know, all of that and the pedophilia. We talked about that at the Vatican, and we talked about that as well, even in Rochester, New York. But here's another headline. Probe identifies 158 priests accused of abuse over 600 victims in the last 80 years. And so more than 150 Roman Catholic priests in the Archdiocese of Baltimore have been accused of sexually and physically abusing more than 600 victims over the past 80 years. An investigation by Maryland's Attorney General found. Attorney General Brian Frosch identified 115 priests who were prosecuted for sex abuse or that had been identified publicly by the archdiocese as having been credibly accused of abuse. Another 43 priests have been accused of sexual abuse but were not identified publicly by the archdiocese. And so this is a investigating report that started in 2019 and resulted in a large report, and that was for the area of Baltimore. Wow. I mean, this is just ongoing madness, okay? That's what we can call that. Okay, let's keep moving. This is tragic, actually a sign of the times. We see an Ohio woman accused of drowning. Her 93-year-old grandmother, and it's just as bad as it sounds, okay? It was terrible. And we also see that a man found in Maryland, condominium explosion, he actually did this, it was a suicide, and he took other people with him, I think. There was loss of life in, the, in, in that explosion. We continue to see sinkholes opening up, and a giant sinkhole threatens to swallow West Virginia Police Department. And, you know, we see another sinkhole swallowed a truck in an area called uh, South Fulton. That was another crazy event. And I know Dina has pictures of that to show you. So if you want to know more about sinkholes, please go over to our page, End Times Sinkholes, on Facebook. And be amazed at what's going on with that. And you can read up on all of that. We don't have time to tell you. But boy, this is just continual crazy right, Dina? Oh, yeah. And I want to mention, this came up this week, this headline, California Elementary School to Allow After-School Satan Club. A California school will in introduce an after-school Satan Club to its curriculum, and students at Golden Hills Elementary School will soon be able to attend the club, sponsored by the Satanic Temple and Reason Alliance. ABC 3340 reported the temple is a non-theistic religious group, not to be confused with the Church of Satan. Okay, whatever. You know, you know what I find interesting about this is that if 
they were to have a after school Bible study, you know, you would find these atheist groups trip out, but you don't hear it with the Satan clubs, right? You don't ever hear about an atheist going, you know, they're infringing upon my rights, but they do it with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, this, the, I think the guy that runs this after school Satan club and they have their own, you know, program and artwork and everything to promote it. And his name is Lucian Greaves. He's, he's been up to a lot of stuff, but I think they're from New Salem is where they're headquartered. They also launched this program in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure where else, but I just want to say that just real quick, I think they're the same group, Dina, that we've reported on that they were saying that people could have abortions in their temple as a satanic ritual. Oh, I remember that. Right. And so that's the kind of guy that's doing a club for kids. Okay. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. But I mean, this is, this is the thought process and you know, they were suing, I think they were suing the government for, you know, their inability to perform these rituals because of the, you know, lack of abortion rights, okay? And it was infringing on their religious rights to do these abortions or these, I'm sorry, these um, rituals that they're involved in. Sacrifices. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking to myself, you know, come Lord Jesus, okay? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But, you know you just can't believe that you're actually, you know, reading in the news, okay? And more and more so, I can't believe that they're actually Christians who think everything's normal and fine. That, to me, again, is probably as shocking, if not more shocking, than some of the things we talk about, right, Dina? That's right. Or they think that, you know, things are going to go back to normal. We're almost <laughs> there. We're going back to normal. Not happening. Right. Well, they would be the ones who don't read the Bible, Okay, because the Bible says, you know, when you see these things coming, you need to be looking up. Okay, we've got terrible flash floods in Scotland and somebody missing there because of it. Oh boy, we have all kinds of stuff. We just can't move fast enough through this. We had floods in Venezuela, four fatalities after floods in Takira and Merida, and just ongoing things oh let's mention this there was a gunman that killed five at a gay club and that was called the club q you've probably heard about that yeah that's just horrible yeah just Paso county district and that was in colorado springs colorado crazy person crazy it was a 22 year old gunman opening fire and also left 25 injured. I, you know, I have to say, what these these young men doing these things? It's like, what are they thinking? You know, it's just there's tragedy on all sides of this. Imagine the parents of a 22 year old that does something like this. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of angles to this, you know, kind of evil, and it it's not good, you know. So. Sadly, we're just going to continue to see these horrible things. Oh, here's a here's an interesting one. Swiss Army is getting ready for its largest military exercise in a generation. Now they don't have a big army, but they're they're even mounting up over there. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, they but usually you... are pretty. Uh, they kind of stay in their own lane, neutral, <laughs> neutral. Right. But. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know. Sign of the times. Yeah, sign sign of the the times. times. Definitely. United States Navy is about to pack a dozen hypersonic missiles apiece into its new stealth destroyers. 
And so this is this is a new thing they're doing. And in the years that follow, the Navy could arm as many as 23 ships, all three Zumwalt's, as well as 20 late block Virginia-class attack submarines with the conventional prompt strike missile. Okay, they say years ahead, they need to read their Bibles, okay? <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. That's that headline. <laughs> Columbia has a floods and landslides, leaving two dead and six missing. And we continue to talk about these tragic events all over the place. Wow. It just, we had another drowning in the Florida Keys after a boat capsized in a failed migration attempt, probably coming in from Cuba. I think they were 50 miles out and they, they drowned. So that was really, really hard. And Russia's Shavulek volcano could burst into powerful eruption any moment. They're waiting for another a volcano to blow at any moment. It's called the Kamchatak Volcanic Eruption Response Team. So they're watching for that. And I could just go on, but I'll close with this headline. This is really tragic. We've got 53 bags of human remains have been uncovered since late October from a makeshift gravesite in Mexican town of Irapato. It's an excavation that started after locals re- reported seeing a dog walking with a human hand in its mouth. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The violence is mostly driven by years-long war between the Jalisco cartel and the Sinola cartel. And this is just ongoing stuff. Mexican searchers exhume 53 bags of human remains after a dog is spotted carrying human hand. That's the headline. Now, I had just spoken with some people I know from Mexico, and they said this isn't a new thing. It's been going on for years and years. It's just social media now is really bringing it out. But I don't know. I mean, to me, that sounds pretty bad. Like maybe this is getting worse down there. And, you know, we just, this is a time for the church to be on their knees, Dina, like never before. And if our weekly reports don't reflect that, I, you know, I don't know what it takes. I don't know what it takes to get the church to awaken. And that's one of the goals we have with the show is to wake up the sleeping church. I feel that the pastors are not telling them. I feel that they are not aware of this. I mean, they know they've had a rough year with, you know, the COVID and everything, but it's way worse than just that even. We're really, really, really in the end times and we really don't have a whole lot of time left. The headlines from around the world reflect that. And we're just trying to bring it into focus for people and help them to see that they truly need to turn their lives over to the Lord now. Now is the time. And not to wait. And really, all you have to do is go to the Lord and say, look, I'm ready to turn my life over to you. And I want to, you know, be in the will of the Father. I repent for my sin. I acknowledge what you did on the cross for me, Lord Jesus, and I surrender and want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I want you to take me where I need to go, because I don't know how to do this on my own. I cannot do this life on my own. And that's the thing, the Christians and people who are thinking of being Christian or whatever, you can't do this alone. You cannot do this apart from the Holy Spirit and God. You cannot do it. And you need to turn your life over. And once you do, you don't have to walk in fear anymore. You do not have to live in fear if you are pursuing the Lord 
and he is your uh, he's your savior, he's your comforter, he's your helper. He takes care of his own, right, Dina? Yes, he does. He defends you, he heals you, he comforts you, he protects you, he wipes away your tears. He will become your everything if you give him that opportunity. He wants to be your everything. And let me tell you something. Once you start to walk with Jesus, I mean, truly have surrendered your life to him and walking with him every day, you will not want to be separated from him. The thought alone is fearful. But if you are in a relationship with him, you wouldn't be having those thoughts. Instead, you would be excited for his return because it means eternity with God. A God that had already died on the cross, had already shed his blood for you. He'll never die again. He'll always be alive. He'll always be there for you. In fact, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is perfect and amazing and he loves you and he wants you to be part of his kingdom. He wants you to be part of his family. He wants you in heaven forever. So make the choice today. Don't look back. Don't look sideways. Look up at Jesus and make the choice today and become Mm -hmm. a child of God. Have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life and join us for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Can't wait for that. Oh, and amen. And I mean, like Dina says, he wants to become your best friend and your closest ally in all ways. And you want that. You want to go all the way with the Lord as far as, you know, ending up with him in eternity. You don't want to go the other place, (laughs) the other bad place. And, you know, I make light of it, but it's not light. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Most people, Dina, most people will not choose for Jesus. And that is a real sad statement, but that's reality. That's the reality of it. But, you know, anyone listening or watching this program, you don't have to become anything special or particular for Jesus to come into your life. You just have to want it right now. You have to decide, you know, I want this. And one of the most exciting things about having a relationship with the Lord, in my opinion, is, isn't it exciting? I mean, you know, it's sad when you have a sibling pass on or or a parent and, you know, the memories of your experiences and that part of your life kind of goes away with the passing of a parent or a grandparent. But if you align yourself with Jesus, he knows everything about you. He knows everything that you did from the time you were born until the time you're, you know, right where you are now. And isn't that a wonderful thing that you can have a friend that knows every single thing about you and loves you all the same and wants to be with you? And I think that's a real exciting uh, point that we can have that kind of closeness, that there is somebody out there that knows us more intimately than we know ourselves. I mean, even God knows why he created you. Amen. And I just want to throw this in there too. I mean, don't you want a relationship with the person who at one point in time, you were nothing more than a thought in his mind, and then he created you? I think you want that relationship. I think you don't want to overlook this opportunity. And if you wait too long, you might miss it. 
So that's the other thing. It does come with a time limit. It's like those commercials. It's like, oh, this offer won't be available if you wait. It, this is the thing, the same thing with this. I mean, people pass on to the next life all the time. You don't want to You don't want to take this risk. It's too risky and too much at loss, too much of a loss to mess around. But, well, Dina, I don't really have much more I want to say. I mean, I know you're like, wow, Susan, you have nothing more to say. That's very unusual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate um, everything that you've shared with us today, and I'm sure that the audience does too. We so thank you so much, Susan. Thank you to everybody that has uh, tuned in to this show today. And this will be available on YouTube. It'll also be available on our playlist, End Times News Report, as well as the Jesus 24-7. It'll also be available on Susan's YouTube, uh, Marriage Supper of the Lamb, as well as our Rumble channels, and also on podcast. So, um, you know, go and check out those playlists and those other social media accounts and leave your comments. I'd love to hear from you guys. In fact, I love reading your comments. You guys are just amazing. And uh, Susan, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, just uh, thank you to Dina for all of her hard work and everybody on our team that, you know, works behind us and helps us uh, make things look so easy. Uh, We appreciate that. Um, We also announced the Jesus 24-7 Facebook Check that out. Please join up our group, which is Rapture is Very Soon. We have 109,000 members over there. And we've got the Revelation for Beginners on Facebook now. And it's a video series in which we talk about Revelation line by line, 22 chapter video series. If you are completely lost with the concept of revelation it just doesn't make any sense to you join us as we talk about that book of the bible and we've we've done it so that just anybody can join us even if you've never really read the book before uh come and join us and we'll help you get through it right dina that's right it was fun too making that series it's a great series. <laughs> I, think we, I think that we really recommend, and yeah, it was fun, but I really recommend that everybody check it out. It's got a lot of information in there. You know, people will learn more about hell. We talk in detail about hell. Uh, there's a lot to know about hell, and we talk about it, and we talk about uh, the difference between pre-tribulation and post rapture and all those things. We answer a lot of questions, so I really hope people take time to go through that video series absolutely and and it's fascinating you guys the book of revelation is fascinating so check it out when you have some time and um i i think that's it so again thank you susan thank you to everybody who has tuned in today we love you and uh we will talk to you soon god bless everyone